welcome back. I am um, glad to be here. As always, right? As always, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we can get started today. We're going to talk about possessing your vessel. Like in a vase with water. No, we're talking about your body. Your body's in the vase? Oh, goodness. We have a comedian over here, you guys. No, we're going to talk about... I was studying the letters. I've been... My quest this year is to study each of the letters, and I, I'm, I've i been doing that. And um, a week ago, I was studying First Thessalonians. And when I got to First Thessalonians chapter 4, um, this particular scripture popped out to me at that particular time. And I said, oh, Abram, we should do a podcast on this because it's something that we should be doing. And uh, you want me to read it or you'll read it? No, you go ahead. Okay. It's First Thessalonians 4. Um, I'll do 3 and 4, but I want to focus more so on 4. It says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you, verse 4, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. And when I saw that, I said, you know, that's the Lord telling us that we need to be doing this. We need to know how to possess our vessel. And I want to couple this scripture with Colossians Amplified, and then we can get into talking about what does it mean to possess your vessel. Um, so Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says, this is in the Amplified, it says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in union with him, reflecting his character in the things you do, and say, living lives that lead others away from sin, having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing it with gratitude. So possessing your vessel, possessing your vessel means also what Colossians says here, that everything that we do and say that it's, it's pleasing to the Lord, that it's, it's, um, Causing people to come away from sin, not go to sin. You know, we know the things that gets us to pop off at the mouth when somebody makes us mad or or uh, it talks about sexual immorality. All of that is an all in possessing your vessel. I think as Christians, we think that God is just going to do everything for us. Now, he gave us he he changed our spirit and he renewed our spirit once we oh he gave us a not renewed. He gave us a new spirit. Once we come to the Lord, now he expects us to do something with our body. That means we can't continue doing what we used to do when we weren't saved. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to possess our vessel in sanctification and honor. Everything that we do, everything that we say, is it pleasing to the Lord? You don't have to go and tell somebody off because they didn't made you mad. You don't have to... Um, Go and, you know, curse and have every, all type of stuff coming out your mouth. Because you used to curse all the time, you know. Yeah, just letting the emotions get the best of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's what you mean? Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of times we just, it's easy, you know. Very easy to to let those things happen. You know, before you know it. It, you know, the situation may escalate, something ticks you off, and 
you don't blow a fuse. Sometimes when you're with the Lord, you're praying and you're feeling his presence and you're saying all the, the right things and your heart is just fixed on the Lord. And after that, you go and you're finished and then it's like, okay, well now life is happening, I guess we can say. Situations come up and then you're like, where's that same peace that you had with the Lord when you're praying? Sometimes I pray, I'm like, Lord, this moment right here, this atmosphere, what, what I'm feeling right now, what this, this peace I'm feeling with you, let that not just be here mm-hmm. in this moment. But I want to take this into all my situations that I may have that day. Yeah. And it's like, how do we take that? We have to be conscious of the Lord being yeah. with us, of the Holy Spirit with us, so that we just don't leave him, say, I go walk. Mm-hmm. So I don't leave him outside the door when I get back home. Yeah. And that's it. You in any situation, he's there. We just have to acknowledge that he's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember you, I think you were telling me and, and I've had these experiences too, but there has been times where things escalated out of hand. Yeah. It could be with a sister or a friend or whatever the case, but you had this nudging that don't, don't say this or mm-hmm. don't, don't do that. And I went past it. And uh, you went and you times. go past it. And then next thing you know, like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And the thing has escalated and you either in an argument with the person mm-hmm. or it's getting ready to where it's, it's, it's almost fighting words yeah. now, you know, that's because you didn't possess your vessel. You know, that same in, in that same book, first Thessalonians chapter five and Amplified, it says, uh, do not quench, subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. That means when he's nudging you, don't don't do that. Don't say that. Don't you roll them eyes if you're children. Don't you roll them eyes. You know, all of that. He's he's gently nudging you and telling you if you really think back on some of the things that have gone wrong in your life, you can remember Man, I just had a feeling I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. I just had, you know, I just had this knowing. I just had this. But that's the Holy Spirit n- nudging you. And he's telling you. He's trying to help you. Don't do that. He's helping you to possess your vessel. But if we don't listen to him, then we fall right back into that old man when the word of God tells us to put on the new man. I mean, at some point, we stay in the babyhood stage of Christianity way too long. We don't want to do nothing. We don't want to change. We don't, we just want to be, you know, the way we were. And then we just want to say, well, God's not finished with me yet. Or, you know, or say something like that. But in reality, he's been working in you, but you don't want to do what you need to do to get to that next level. Yeah. You're lazy. We don't, we don't have that luxury say on our jobs. You got three months to get whipped in a shape. Right. You know, we have the military and you you start basic, uh, what's that, um, boot camp, I guess. And after that period of time, you can't be, can't be weak. Mm-hmm. You got a time period to get this stuff right. I'm not saying we got three months in the Lord necessarily in the spiritual things, but there still does come a time that we got to get this thing right. Yeah. We can't be 20 years a baby, you know. He's still working on me, like the children sing. In the back of mm-hmm. Yeah, with the rest of the go. 
to make me what I ought to be. And know? those are true statements. Yeah. But we got to do our part, These are too. kids singing that song. We shouldn't be singing that song at 30 years old. <laughs> Just saying. Without having any fruit whatsoever in your yeah. life, period. Yeah, it talks about moving from faith to faith. Yeah. You know, from glory to glory. He's still working on me. Ain't that. Yeah. Especially if you ain't doing nothing about it. I mean, of course, of course, we're going to be still being worked on all the way till we get to heaven. But we're talking about standing in that same place yeah. that you were when you first got saved. She'll and nobody... be coming around the mountain when right. she comes. Guys, I know I can't sing and I don't know why I'm starting, but hey, just take it. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on now, people. You should not be handling different things, different situations in your life the same way you used to handle it when you weren't saved. Yeah. The Bible says we, it says put on the new man. He what says is, what, what, we, we want. What, what is that new man for anyone that doesn't know? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to let you do that. but All right. Well, the new man is Christ Jesus. All that he is. Yeah, and then Christ in you. Another thing. I'll say this. You know why people don't grow? Because we don't read no Bible. We ain't reading our Bibles. Right. We are not reading the Bible. So there's nothing in us to help us to grow. Mm -hmm. There's no water that's going into us to help us to grow. There's no photosynthesis that's helping us to grow. That's sun, kids. I'm sure you guys knew that. But that's true, though, because you, you need water. You need, if you're thinking about a plant, it needs to have the right soil. And you need the water and you need the sun. You need all those things to grow. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a good analogy because you need the word of God. You need the, the Holy Spirit. That would be called miracle grow. <laughs> that's a, um, something for plants. Home Depot, garden department. But it's true. You, you need those things to grow. You need the word of God so that so yeah you're gonna still be exactly what you are if you ain't if you ain't putting in you the yep. word. Yep. I mean Colossians said with the scripture that I said it says there have therefore as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord walk in union with Him reflecting His character in the things you do and say. Yeah. Living lives that lead others away from sin, having been deeply rooted in Him. Hey plants. That's what Abram is talking about, having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith. So you you have you should be making some strides in your Christian walk. And if you're not making strides in your Christian walk, then you're not possessing your vessel mm -hmm. and you're not doing the things that you need to do to um, to build up your man. We had a, we had devotionals with our girls and, and my niece. And I was telling them, whatever, whatever person you feed more, whether it's your natural man or your spiritual man, that's going to be the dominant person in your life. So if you're, if you're, if you're not um, feeding your spiritual man, then yeah, you're going to be full of anger, full of wrath, you know, rage, lying, all the things that the Bible mm -hmm. tells us not to do and tell us to put yeah. aside. And then we can, gonna do that. Sex. Then, then we can get into just law. After that. Yeah. Just just trying. No, you ain't trying. You are not trying. It's just a form of godliness. That's, That's right. That's it. And so you just go back to what's easy for you. Where in reality, the word of God works. It works. But you have to build yourself up on his word. And that will help you make those decisions and change things in your life that needs to be changed. But you got to use the word. And then what did First Thessalonians 5 say? Don't quench your spirit when he's talking to you. Because mm -hmm. he's speaking to you all the time. He's telling you 
It's that it's that conscience of yours when you get born again. He's letting you know, don't don't do that. Oh, don't go there. Mm-hmm. Or you need to you need to go to bed now. Or don't watch that. You know you don't need to watch that. You know all these things. Whatever we feeding ourselves, that's what's going to come out of our heart. That's what's going to because that's what comes in. The Bible says Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. So we know what you've been doing. We know what you've been listening to or what you what you've been feeding yourself on Mm -hmm. because of what comes out of your mouth. My sister said a statement the other day and it was so good. She said, you know, in times of hardship, you can't fake Christianity. No, you can't. It's going to come out when you when you facing something and you dealing with something. What's in you going to come out. You can say something, all oh, bless God, praise God, I'm a Christian, I'm this, I'm that. But the moment somebody, <laughs> the moment somebody say something about you or try to drag you under You're the mug, you, you, you cursing them out. I mean, you, yeah. and one, one, one side you're saying bless God, another side you're cursing them. Mm-hmm. Because you're not possessing your vessel, because you didn't put anything in your spirit, man, to help you possess this body. Paul says that I buffet my body. Daily, right? Daily. I die daily. I buffer my body so I myself won't be a castaway. I'm out here preaching to you and I'm out here telling you what you need to do. But I got to make sure that I do it myself so I don't be a castaway. So I don't fall back into the way I used to be. Paul had a lot of knowledge. He was very smart. Mm -hmm. For you smart people. For you know-it-alls. He said he had to count it as dung. That's something that I, I will have to do. I'm I'm smart. At least that's what people tell me. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have to make sure that I'm not being a know-it-all. You ain't got to say something all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk all the time. You can shut up and keep your tongue. And it's not saying that you're going to be perfect because you're not. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about striving. Yeah, we're talking about about growing. Yeah, I remember um, my brothers. We would go to the go to the YMCA back in the day, and we would go lift weights. And there was this one guy that would come in, wouldn't do too much weightlifting. Would talk, would hang on the weights while you're trying to use them, and we would call him Slimy. And why are you here? What What are you doing? Get out the way. We need to work out. And it's almost like in in comparison to a Christian, we got some slimy slug Christians. If you're not doing what you're there to do in the word, in the gym, as it were, what are we doing? You ain't growing. And you can, like my wife was just saying, you can't fake it. You can't try to get up under that bench. We already don't know. He just coming in here doing nothing every week or every many times he's going. And I'm like, why are we even here? Why are we even Christians just to say that we got a badge? I'm a Christian. Praise God. I got my marriage badge with the, God, with, with the Lord. No, you don't. That is not going to go far. That is not going to stand the fire. Mm-hmm. That great judgment seat mm-hmm. of God. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. If you read the letters, I've said this on many podcasts before, but it the letters help you to live in the new covenant. 
this new covenant of Jesus, this this new salvation that he has given us. And it's, it tells us how to walk in these things and the things that we're supposed to do. It's not a um, rule based. It's given us it's given us instructions on how to reign in life and how to have have this peace that Abram was talking about earlier. You know, it's it those things. Ephesians, Colossians, all the letters, first Thessalonians, you know, um, begin to study those letters and see what, what the Bible tells you to do. Ephesians chapter four, I'm just going to read a few verses out of here, but you'll, you'll just see, um, the whole, I mean, I can go far back, but I'll start at verse 20. This is Ephesians four, verse 20. It says, but you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning the former conversation or lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. That old man did whatever the body said it wanted to do. So if the body says, I want to have sex with so-and-so, I'm going to do that. Or the body says, I want to go ahead and get drunk and do, I'm, I'm going to do that. Or I want to go ahead and smoke, smoke some weed. I'm going to do that because I, I can't, I can't deal with all of that. He said, put off that old lifestyle, that old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. See, that's something else we have to do. We have to renew our minds with the word of God. Jesus did the part of our spirit, man, giving us the ability to be able to do these things. But we got to do something with our mind and we got to do something with our body, possessing our vessel, renewing our mind. It says, verse 24, and that you put on the new man. Abram asks, what is the new man? So I decided to go to that scripture. It says, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying. Uh-oh. We're about to get into some specifics. Uh-oh. Some of us used to just, I mean, those, those lies will roll off your lips so quickly, so easily. Well, see, that's that old man. He says, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Uh-oh. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. What does that be, ye angry and sin not? doesn't mean that you're not going to ever get angry at something. Some things are going to make you mad. But there's a point where you step over that anger and you begin to, to sin. When you let that temper... Right, yeah, you you feel it, you feel you it boiling, you feel it coming up out of you, and you, it's like, um, what was that, Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> yeah, and I guess I think what he couldn't talk or something for uh, for a long time, and people were making him mad, and it was like it was it was blowing up, it was just just rising up, and finally when he he had a the the opportunity to to speak when he opened up his mouth blood just just spewed all out (laughs) because he just had so much in him that he just you know you feel it It, and those cartoons that show the the um that cartoon character getting upset and they and it's red and you hear that you know that furnace sound and yeah we Mm -hmm. know we know when we're stepping over from just being angry and then going into sin and going into wrath and and um having corrupt communication come out of our mouths. We just cussing up a storm for, for, you know, no reason. It says, uh, verse 27, neither give place to the devil, neither give place to the devil. This is how, see, this is how you possess your vessel. I said earlier, we said earlier, you know, 
what situations and what things will cause you to, uh, is some, is some of your greatest temptation. Let's just be honest. You know what it is. If you were someone who was, uh, who love women and let's say you have a, you know, you had a lot of women before you came to Christ, then, you know, you can't be watching certain things or going certain places. Now I get it. I get it. Nowadays you can go out and you know, folk don't dress. And so it's like you getting hit on all sides. You know, I get that. And I understand that. And you know, it's like you, you getting whiplash just to turn your head so fast. I, I understand that. But there's also some things, you know, you know, there's certain movies that you can't touch. There's certain internet sites that you can't go to. There's, you know, this is yeah. possessing your vessel. Yeah, it, the Bible says that we know the wiles of the devil. Like we, we know what he's going to do. We know his tactics. So don't just go into the the battle without any armor on. You, you we already know. So yeah. we, we we can't act like I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know that such and such was going to do this. Or, come on, man. Come we already on, know. Man. We already know. Come we on. can't hide behind that that ignorant. Um, the ignorance that I didn't know. We're not babies. Some of us, of course, there's some of us that are listening that are coming to the knowledge of the truth. But there's also some of us that's listening that that already know. Mm-hmm. If we keep on putting down, say you go ahead and you're trying to plant something, and then you go out and you pick it up the next day. Hey, got any roots yet? Of course not. It's the next day. Okay, let's wait a week this time. Maybe got a little something. And then you pick it up again. Well, you, you stop the process. We have to be in the word of God that is, you know, planting, you know, being watered by the word mm-hmm. and, and renewing our mind in the process that we are able to be rooted and grounded in the word. Because mm-hmm. if not, we ain't going to grow. Nope. We're, we're not. We won't be connected to the vine. I was walking um, a couple of weeks ago with my daughter and we were just walking outside and we were looking at the trees and I, and I was explaining to her what the vine was, and I didn't know at first, so I looked it up um, prior to. And the vine is, say, on a tree, it's like the, the thick part of the tree where the branches grow out from. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, like, we must be connected. That's where as the water source is going to yes, come. Yes, we must be connected to, to the, I don't know what you call that, you know, not the stump, but the, the trough, I don't know. Excuse me, someone can correct me, I'm sure. But the part that the the branch grew out from, mm-hmm. we must be connected to that. And we saw branches on the ground. And I told her, what happens when you're not connected to the vine? You see the branch on the ground? The, the branch is dead. Yeah. At a certain point, if we're not connected, rooted and grounded, we're going to die. Yeah. That branch dies, it falls off. Yeah. And then the Bible talks it's been about starved. Yeah, and the Bible talks about there'll be another one that'll come up. Mm-hmm. You know? We must be connected to the vine in order so that these things that Aisha just read that she talked about won't happen. Yeah. If we're connected, how can you be something else that is say not a, a tree or a branch of the vine? If you're connected to the vine, you mm-hmm. can't be. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the ground, you you something else. You're gonna get you're not connected. On. You're gonna get kicked. You know when <laughs> when that when that tree branch is on the ground, people ain't you know. No, they care less. They care less about what it. What we used to do. Sometimes like the big ones will fall off. 
we would take them and we'd I just start whacking them. I I I just start breaking them even more. And what is the devil? That's what's going to happen to us. Gonna, and that's and that's what happens. That's going to gonna happen to us if you're not doing it. You get you get tossed to and fro. Mm-hmm. And you're e- those things are easily broken because there's no life in it. Yeah. All the water that's is good. gone. That's no good, nutrients, and you just a child can come up and and break it. Yeah. You can never get no uh, no accomplishment in your life. You can't get mm-hmm. out of this hole that you're in. You just get deeper and deeper. You know. And we just, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. Well, obviously you're not doing something. You're not doing something because the word of God works. So you need to start looking at your life and you need to see that you give place to the devil in some area in your life, mm-hmm. or that you dismiss something that the Lord told you a long time ago. Cause he's not going to move from whatever he told you. Mm-hmm. So did is, is, is that where you need to um, go and start with, you know, yeah, and there's a contrast to that. What's happening, say you are growing and all, you, you'll see the fruit of that. But if if not... You'll see the that, fruit of that too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. branch will be on the ground. That, that that seed will still be on the ground. And then once it gets cut, it ain't strong enough to stand. You know, they you, you don't mm-hmm. mow a tree, do you? You don't mow down a tree. You can't. Mm-hmm. It's a tree. Mm-hmm. It got root in the ground. You ain't gonna easily uproot that. But if you ain't got nothing in there to keep you rooted, you don't get mowed down. Mm-hmm. You don't get pulled up. Mm-hmm. Some kid, some child just comes up and uproots yep. it. Yep. Some meaningless some, some situation life, some, some comes up. Some person. Uproots mm-hmm. it. Yeah. We can't allow the devil and the things in this world. He is the God of this world. So things are going to happen. So we must be connected to the vine. Because if we're not, we'll be uprooted by anything in this world, That's anything good. in this life. That's right. That's right. I just finished reading these last few scriptures and then uh, and I guess we can finish it off. But, yeah, that's good, Abram. Neither give place to the devil. Close every door. Let him steal. I'm now in Ephesians 4, verse 28. Let him let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. You need you have something to say? No, you can finish okay. that out says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. We just, we talked about that. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. We talked about that in First Thessalonians. I read it in the Amplified. Don't quench it. Don't, don't um, dismiss when, when, when the Holy Spirit is nudging you to do something. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. And you, you also grieve the Holy Spirit of God when you are just living a bad lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, and you know better. And you know better. And Stop you know talking about, oh, that's grace. No, that ain't no grace. Right. Right. It says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. See, all these things are stuff that we are supposed to do. And then it says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. That's that was Ephesians four. You'll find some of them things in Colossians. You'll find it in First Thessalonians. You'll find it in all the letters, just different things of how we're supposed to do to possess our vessel in sanctification and honor. And when we mess up, because we do the other day, the other week. Um, I'm pregnant right now and I'm, I'm being told by some that I'm not as gentle as I used to be. And, 
And I took that to heart. And then I then I read, you know, someone tells me that my sisters tell me that. And then I read in Colossians, let your speech always be seasoned with grace. I said, oh, Lord, I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that today. Please forgive me. But, you know, when we do mess up because we, we do miss it, I'm not saying that we're not going to miss it. Go ahead, ask for forgiveness and then and then get back on it. Mm-hmm. Get that word back in you so you can possess your vessel. Yeah, first Peter two twelve. It says, Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, because they will, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Our lives have to reflect the Lord. We don't want them saying, Oh, y'all Christians, which this is so prevalent today. It's almost like you don't even want to be associated just with the word Christian at times. You know, you just want to say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, you know, because they've seen so many things that people say they're Christians and then they're not. And I'm not saying that we do not uh, stumble at times, but you can't we can't continue to continue to stay down after we stumble. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't stay there a long length of time and and keep stumbling, keep Mm -hmm. stumbling, keep. That's when they can say, well, well, Christian don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. You want to be the one where they say, wow, you really are a follower of Christ. You are a true Christian. There needs to be something that lets them know that you love God. The Bible says that if we are Christians, we love the brethren. Mm-hmm. How will you know that you are my disciples? Love. Love. You will love the brethren. Mm-hmm. The love of God is in you and it is shed abroad. Is that love of God that's supposed to be in us? Is it being shed abroad to who? Your wife, your husband, your enemies. The Bible says we are to love our enemies. That's what I was talking about. Lord, when I'm praying, let this moment, this time when I'm with you, let it be for that situation. Because mm-hmm. the devil's going to come. Jesus met the devil. He was fasting. The love of God was in him. Mm-hmm. He had the word of God in him. He was the word of God. So, how do we combat that? The word of God word being of God. in us. That's right. And it begins to grow. And then we, will, we won't be uprooted by every situation that comes in life because mm-hmm. they come to all of us. Mm-hmm. So how to possess your vessel? Our pastor said something a few weeks ago when he was preaching. It was, it was really good. I'm sure I'm not saying it correctly, but he mentioned you want to stay out of sin, then stay in the house. In other words, stay in the house of God. Stay connected to that vine, which is Jesus. Get rooted in the word of God. Get get um, so established in your faith, in the faith of Jesus Christ, in his ways, his actions, his lifestyle. Let that come out of you. It will come out of you if you are, if you are seeking to be like him. That's what the word Christian is. It's supposed to be Christ-like. That's how you possess your vessel. You want to stay out of sin? Then stay in the house of God.